Today on the show, I'm going to talk about some attachments that you have that you may be unaware of and that are pretty significant in the way to become more authentic. Please continue to support the podcast by rating and reviewing it on iTunes and sharing it with a friend. If you know someone that you think would benefit from this podcast, share it with them. Help spread the word. And if you're enjoying the content that I'm providing for you, please make a donation. Go to thestoryofmepodcast.com, and on the contact page, there's a donate button. Please make a contribution to help support the show. I'm in Arizona at the moment in the United States, so I will be uh, giving information regarding workshops, upcoming workshops, and I am available for hand analysis consultations for those in the area. Please contact me. You can go to my website or the podcast website and send me a message. You can also go to the podcast website and submit questions for the show, and this way I will answer your questions on the program. Okay, so now let's get to it. Beautiful am I, bountiful am I, blissful am I, why? Beautiful am I. Welcome to the story of me with Amarjit Singh. This is where my guests and I share personal stories from our life and explore the psychological insights that were learned from these experiences. Each story will entertain you, as well as increase your understanding of your own psychological patterns. Then, through the principles of yoga psychology, you will learn how to overcome the resistance that is holding you back from living a more fulfilling life. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode, where I share my experiences in psychological understanding, interview guests, and answer listener questions. Now let's get started with the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding. Welcome to the show. For those of you who are new, I am your host. My name is Amarjit Singh. And for returning listeners, welcome back. It's good to have everyone today. I hope you're doing well I'm in the United States after spending a long time in India. And uh, it's a little strange to be back, but uh, yeah, it's different. So today I thought we would talk about something that is a thing that really holds us back without even knowing it. It's an attachment that people are really unaware of, or if they are aware of it, it is a very difficult one for them to break. And including myself, I had issues with this attachment, and I'll start off by talking about my issues and then going into an example of a way to look at this attachment. And if you look at the Sikh religion, which I follow, one of the tenets that you may or may not know is that it is in alignment with the religion to not cut your hair. And so I'm often asked, why do the Sikh men have long beards and the people have long hair? What is the purpose of this? And there's two reasons. One is a philosophical reason, 
And the second is a physiological reason. So according to the Sikh religion, the philosophical reason is that this is the way God made you, right? He made you have hair growing out of, if you're a man, out of your face, and for everyone else, on their legs, under their arms, between their legs, on their head. And why would you change this? And if you think about it this way, you think about who is your favorite artist? Who is your favorite artist in the world? And now imagine buying a painting of theirs. Would you ever think, oh, if this was just a different color here and a different shape there, then it would be perfect? You probably wouldn't do this. But yet we do it to ourselves, and who is the most imaginative artist in the world but God. And he created you in a particular way for his reasons. And so why are you removing the hair from your body? Why are you shaving under your arms or shaving your legs? And most people think it's because they want to look better or because this is what is common in our culture. But really, this is an attachment to the ego. It's saying that if I have hair that is too long or I have hair under my arms where I don't want it, that it looks bad or that it's wrong to do. And really, this is an attachment to the ego, thinking that you have to change yourself. And to become more authentic, I think it's important to try to be in alignment with your true nature as much as possible. Now, I'm not telling anyone what to do. I'm not saying that you should or that you have to keep your hair long or that you have to not shave. Or This is for you to decide. What I'm trying to point out is the attachment that comes with this. And... Uh, if you are having difficulty letting this go, then this is an attachment. And I give you my own example. When I first started to grow my beard out, I would let it get long and then I would trim it down. And my thinking was straight from the ego. It was thinking, well, I think if it's a little shorter, then I'll look more attractive. I will get more dates. The women will like me more if I have a shorter beard. And this is the thinking, and it was very difficult to let this go. I would let the beard grow out again and say, no, this time I'm not going to trim it, I'm not going to cut it. And then when it started to get a little long, I started to say, well, maybe I'm not looking as good as I could look. Maybe I'm not as attractive as I can be, maybe I don't fit in in all the places. And so then I'd go again and I'd trim it. And I did this for quite some time, for a couple of years, going back and forth with this, until finally I let go of the ego and said, this is my natural state. Why do I need to change it? If someone doesn't like it, that's for them. That is their opinion and what they like, and there's nothing wrong with that, but why do I need to submit to this? Shouldn't I just focus on what is authentic and real for me and right for me? 
and let go of this ego attachment that I will be better if I do this or do that. And it's not saying that you can't be attached to also having a long beard, right? Uh, Not cutting it. This could also be an attachment. And so it's really not the object or the activity or the situation that creates the attachment. It's the relationship that you have towards it. And you need to really study these relationships to learn to let go of them. And again, it's not the action or activity, because you look at the Buddhists, they shave all their their hair off their head, and some of them still become self-realized. So it's not specifically necessary, but it's the relationship that you have with it. But like I said, there is a philosophical reason, which I subscribe to, that this is the way God made you and God intended you to be. Why would you change that? And then the second is the physiological reason for the hair, right? The hair draws the vitamin D from the sun, and then it goes into the scalp and down the spine to the spinal fluid. And this is a way that it gets the nutrients into the body. And then we have hair under the arms and between the legs where there are glands. And it's also to help this. So there are philosophical and physiological reasons for the hair, but the most important thing is the attachment that you have to having it or not having it. Another way to look at this more specifically for women, and before I get into this, because I did post something about this on Facebook one time, and uh, women were quite upset with me because they didn't really understand what I was saying. And my first statement is, no matter who I encounter, when I see them in their authentic being, as natural as possible, they appear very beautiful to me, part of nature. And this goes along with women. When I I spend a lot of time in meditation retreats and ashrams and monasteries and yoga studios. And so my interaction is quite limited in a particular respect that I'm meeting people in these environments. And typically in these environments, women do not wear makeup when they go to the yoga studio. Some do, but many of them don't. And I am accustomed to seeing them in this way. And I I think women, in my opinion, look more beautiful without makeup than with makeup because I can see the beauty in their nature. And then when I come to the West and I'm just walking down the street, sometimes I'm a little surprised by the amount of makeup and the coloring of makeup. When I see bright colors on the lips, to me it looks a little strange. It looks like they're wearing a a mask. And I'm not saying that my opinion is the right opinion, it's my opinion. But what I am saying is not that it's also right or wrong for them to do this. If you want to wear makeup, go ahead and wear makeup. But What attachment do you have to wearing this makeup? 
you know, often women will say, well, I do this for me. I do this to make myself feel better. Well, who is it that you're feeling better about? And why is makeup changing the way you feel? This is an attachment. And what I suggest, just as a trial, just to try this, the next time you're about to put makeup on, don't. And think, how would I feel if I went out today, went to work today, went to meet my friends, went on a date, whatever it is, without any makeup? How would I feel? And if you would feel differently, this is attachment. Right? This is this false identification to the temporary. And the temporary focusing on this is what brings suffering. Because your looks are going to fade. Right? The body changes, the brain changes, everything changes. The hair will turn a different color, it'll turn gray, and let it go gray. Why try to change it? And why are you cutting the hair under your arms and on your legs? Now, you may say, well, I want to be more feminine, but how much more feminine could it be when this is your natural state? And sure, in our culture, when many people see hair under the arms of a woman, they may not find it appealing. But who are you trying to attract? The person who is judging you and only likes you when you are creating a certain characteristic or environment or or grooming yourself in a particular way? Or do you want someone who likes you for being you, being authentic. And again, the next time you go to shave your legs or scrape the hair from under your arms, think about what would happen and how would I feel if I didn't do this? And I know for many women out there, that's very difficult. And they say, well, I do it for me, I do it, but this is all ego. And again, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do it, but evaluate this relationship towards it. Evaluate how difficult it would be for you to not do these things. I mean, do you really need your lips a different color? What's wrong with the color of your lips? Do you need to put black around your eyes so people can see them better? I don't know, to me it just seems a little strange because, again, I'm not exposed to this so much in in my daily life as people who, who live in cities and things like this and don't spend so much time in, in ashrams and yoga centers. But think about, why do you really need this? Imagine if men started doing this. Say, well, I want my cheekbones to look different. I want them to be higher. Wouldn't we think this is very strange? Why are they doing this? But because we are so accustomed to seeing this in women that we don't think twice about In fact, many people think the opposite. If they're not wearing makeup, what is wrong with them? If they're not cutting the hair on their legs and under their arms, what is wrong with them? This is all ego. It's all temporary stuff. In my experience, the people who physically 
were more authentic, trying not to be something that they're not, often their personality fell in line to this and they were more authentic generally. And so this is something in general that I would think about, no matter if you're a man or a woman or, or if it's about makeup or cutting your hair or, or any other adjustment that you make to your physical presence. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being clean and dressing nice, but how attached are you to all these things? How attached are you to the particular way you look? And what we want to do is we want to create a life that's free of attachment. And we want to love ourselves the same. We want to understand that we are beautiful no matter what. We don't need to add anything to become beautiful. We don't need to change the color of our face or our lips or our eyes or manicure our hair in a particular way that makes us look different. Because we are beautiful. If you look at someone, you can see the beauty in them beyond these changes. And then it gets even worse. We have plastic surgery to remove the wrinkles in our face and to change the shape of our face. And this is self-hate. This is being unsatisfied with the self. And if you're spending this much time and effort on the physical self this way, that maybe there's something that you don't like about yourself, right? Now, it's good to stay in shape and be healthy and exercise because these have physiological effects. But what physiological effect does makeup have or cutting our hair or altering our looks in some way? It's all about ego and trying to make ourselves feel better, which will only last temporarily. And if anything, it has a detrimental effect on our interactions. You look at plastic surgery, for example, this Botox, they're injecting into wrinkles. And men and women, everyone's doing this. And what does it do? It paralyzes your face. And so the face is unable to move. And we look at the face... Look at your face in the mirror. Look at the people you're encountering as they speak to you, and you will notice the emotional reactions within their face as they're speaking. If they're sad, you will see it in their face. If they're happy, you will see it in their face. And why do we have these facial gestures or these facial uh, emotional imprints? Is because it's a way for us to connect so if you're around your friends and you're feeling sad, they see it on your face and they could empathize with you. They can connect to you. And this is with all facial expressions. They're all there to help people connect to you. So now imagine, imagine that you're sad, but your face is paralyzed from the Botox that's been injected into it. Who's going to know you're sad? Who's going to know 
the emotion that's going on within you. And I would imagine that many people who are doing this to themselves are having difficulty feeling connected to people and maybe not knowing why, not understanding that people are unable to relate to them. I mean, I've counseled people who have had this and you're talking to them and their face is not moving. It's a little strange because you're unable to really connect to the emotion. Now, I'm aware of this, and so I can try to look past it, I can try to get past it, but most people aren't. And this is going to create a lot of more, a lot more problems in the future uh, because it's making it difficult to connect with someone. And what we want to do is we want to be as relaxed and natural as can be to be authentic. So why don't you look at yourself and try to think about in which ways that you're attached to how you appear. What are you doing that's trying to change your appearance to fit what you think is ideal? And try to let go of some of them. Even if it's for a couple days, a week, just the next time you're about to do something, say, well, what would happen if I didn't do this? What would happen if I didn't cut this hair? What would happen if I didn't put makeup on? How would I feel when I went out in the world today? And do this as a practice to try to let go of the ego and say, I don't care what people think. I love myself. I am beautiful. And if you believe this and you say this and you show this in how you feel about yourself, it will be contagious. Because what I've learned is it's the more authentic you can be, the more people are attracted to you, the more people are able to connect to you in an authentic way, in a natural way. And so this is what I recommend is to try to do this. If you're coloring your hair all the time, try to let it go to its natural color. And say, okay, what would happen if I don't change the color today? And see how you feel about it. And if you go out and you do this and you have a a day where you're self-conscious and you're thinking how people are looking at you, this is attachment. And this is a great way to look at how you are being attached to the physical, to these looks, to the ego. And it's not just the physical being that is like this. It's our behavior that we're attached to as well. And so a good question to ask is, why am I doing this? What is this activity or this thing that I'm engaging in? What is it causing me to feel? And if I don't do it, how do I feel? Try to compare how you feel when you do it, to compare how you feel when you don't do it. And if there's a difference, well, then there's some attachment here, something to investigate. Because like I said, the more natural people are, they appear more beautiful to me. I'm able to see them. Not that you can't see this behind the masks, 
that people wear and the things they do to alter the way they look. But there's something about the more natural you are that it relaxes people, that it allows you to be more present, more open, because you're not hiding. And whether you think you're hiding or you're not, if you're attached to these activities, there's some form of hiding. And again, it's not the activity itself. It's not cutting the hair or letting it grow that is good or bad. It's the attachment you have to it. And so the same way I was attached to you know, looking good and having a short beard so I looked more attractive, I could be just as attached to having a long beard. And so it's not really, there's no value in anything. Everything is empty. It's the value that you give it. And so try to look at yourself. Start with just the physical. What things are you doing to yourself that are changing your appearance? You know, you're wearing... Uh, your hair a particular way or, or the color of your hair or the makeup you're wearing. Or the other thing I don't understand so much are these high heels, whether it's boots that men have with these big heels or, or women. One, it's physiologically not healthy for you. You can see when women are wearing them that their legs don't bend properly and it's bad for their posture and their back. But who likes this? Why, why do you want to be standing on this? You know, Do things that are comfortable, that are natural, and that are not trying to change you. Because you need to remember, you are beautiful. You are complete. There is nothing left to add. The process of self-realization, the process of being authentic, is all a process of subtraction. It's removing the resistance. It's shedding the aspects of the ego. So give it a try. Let me know how it goes. Let me know what you think about this. Send me a letter. Go to thestoryofmepodcast.com on the contact page, and you can record a message. Send me a message. Let me know that you tried this and it didn't work, or you tried this or you don't agree with it, I'd like to hear from you. Because I think this is, it's a very minor thing in the fact that it's, you know, what's the big deal of a haircut or, or shaving the hair under our arms or makeup? They're very small things, but it is really a aspect that, signifies an attachment to the ego. And it's a very simple thing to change. Yet, for some people, it's a very scary thing to change. So, try. Try to see, even if it's for one week or a day, try doing the, the thing that's more natural to your being and see how you feel. And if it's very difficult then investigate that. But remember, you are beautiful. You are divine. You're already perfect, so celebrate yourself. There's nothing to change. You are nature. Expose your natural beauty. Embrace your power. 
Embrace the divine. I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They are handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American-style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code, the story of me podcast, and get 10% off. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. And for homework, yeah, try to let go of one of these attachments you have. If it's changing your hair color or putting makeup on or cutting your hair in a particular way, try to let go. Find your natural beauty. All right, so please continue to support the podcast, rate, review, share with a friend, and make a donation if you're enjoying the content that I'm providing for you at thestoryofmepodcast.com. And on the contact page, there's a donate button. You can also go there to submit questions for the show and provide some feedback. What did you think about today's lesson? Okay, so from the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding... Allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions. Why?